Well, what is a road trip? Uh, a road trip is where you go to see things you haven't seen before. Uh, you may travel to a different part of the world. I know at one time our family went out to the Rockies and the Tetons when our kids were young. Uh, it's where you see things you haven't seen before and kind of get an expanded world vision. Also, on the road trip, you learn things about yourself as you, uh, as you hang out with, uh, uh, by yourself in some places, maybe driving in the car and, and you're looking at the beauty of nature around you. And, and also, if you go on a road trip, you, you draw closer to others. Now, that happened to me. It was kind of not uh, the kind of road trip I uh, did through a travel agency, but uh, when I was deployed to Iraq, get, uh, first picture up there, uh, I was uh, in an environment that was new to me. I was in a country that was undeveloped. Uh, next picture, I was also uh, able to see Saddam Hussein's palace and, and tour it. Uh, so it, it, was, uh, it was a new place for me in, in the desert. Also, I learned about myself, where I had to grow spiritually a little bit. I usually flew all over the area in Iraq and in a Black Hawk to spiritually feed soldiers and, and to be able to help them uh, in their growth and dealing with struggles and being off on their own away from their families. And also I had other chaplains that hopefully fed me and we grew a little bit together in the Lord as we manned a chapel on the west side of uh, Balad, Iraq. I also drew close to people that I went on the trip with. Next picture. Uh, where I was uh, basically in a command group. I'm the one on the uh, far left front row this way. Uh, and basically, we would uh, end up flying out all over the place, whether it be the Syrian border or Iraqi border or, uh, uh, or I mean, Iranian border. And, and over those 14 months, I grew close to those guys. But, but that's what a road trip does. Road trips impact us. They shape us because uh, we're going on a journey with one another. And most importantly, for the Christian, you're going on a journey with God. And, and on that road trip, our vision expands where God takes, uh, takes us and shows us that he's just not a God that we can put in a little box. Uh, he basically shatters those boxes that we put him in. And on the road trip of life, God says, there's more to me. And, and he expands our vision. And he expands our vision of who he is. And the road trips help us to explore what God created us to be. In Iraq, God, God shaped me. God, God formed me. And, and that's what God does on the road trips of life. God changes us into the people he intends us to be. And as we go down this road, it's, it's not so much about how we start. It's not all about the destination, even though the destination for the Christian is amazing because it's eternity and it's heaven. But it's about what happens along the road where we discover that God was behind us in our past. We discover that, that God is with us in the present and God's already ahead of us preparing the new, the future we're facing. So what do you want to do on this road trip? And what is God offering to you? Because over the next uh, 28 chapters of the book of Acts, we're going to be looking at each chapter and how it speaks to us. 
And we're going to see the people in the book of Acts that encounter Jesus Christ on the road. And after that encounter, they were never the same. And we're going to challenge you to ask, God, where are you in my road trip of life? And to see how God wants to be on the road trip also, not only with you, but your family and your friends and and humanity in general. See, that's why God comes and and intersects with humanity. He's intersected with the people all through the Bible, and he also does it with us today. Where have you encountered God on the road of life? An Iraq moment, like for me, or was it a scary moment on a doctor's report at the hospital or a job change or maybe a relationship crisis I want to ask you will you come and be a part of this road trip for about the next six months as we look at the book of Acts and not only get informed but also to be transformed by this road trip see we can open ourselves up and say yes God there's There's more for this journey and that God is there to help us with our relationships and God's there to teach us and to mold us, but are we willing to change? And what will we look like at the end of this trip? What will we look like when the trip through the book of Acts is over? You know, from the beginning of time, God has had a plan to bring us on the road trip of life. Man derailed that plan in the Garden of Eden when he sinned, and then God tried to restart it with the flood and Noah, but it happened again. Man continued to go down that road away from God, and on and on as we track through the book of Genesis. But today, I specifically want to look at the 12th chapter of Genesis at a man named Abraham, because God said to him, I will bless all the families of the earth through you, Abraham. See, all through the Bible, God intersects with men and women, and Abraham had God speak to him, just like God can speak to us today, and just like God longs for that relationship with us today. And yes, God does speak at the intersections of life, and if you're on a road trip, uh, you have to hear him. If not, pray, Lord, open my eyes and my ears that I may hear you. But see, God breaks into Abraham's ordinary life in Genesis. We see in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3, he says to us, leave your native country and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I want to focus on those three verses and just look at how God broke into Abraham's ordinary life and spoke to him. And God made Abraham some significant promises. But God also gave Abraham some things to do as he sent him out on this road trip. There's three verbs I want to look at today. And the first one is leave. God told Abraham... Leave your native country. Leave your extended family. Abraham had to make a decision because he was living in Ur. That was all he knew. All his family, his parents and grandparents and cousins and 
aunts and uncles were all there, and these were the people he loved. And Abraham had to choose to let go of that culture he lived in. But it was a culture that worshipped many different gods. I have a picture here of me at a ziggurat down in southern Iraq that is almost, uh, you know, almost into the ocean where they think that uh, that area used to be the Garden of Eden. And, and this ziggurat here is built about 3800 B.C. 3800 B.C. And, and what it was is in those cultures, they tried to make it a point of making sure they kept every god happy. So they would worship gods even to the point of creating a, a, a temple or a statue to the unknown god. But what we see, this is all Abraham knew was to appease many different gods in life. And suddenly one god breaks out and says, leave it all behind. Move forward. See, God knew what was ahead of him. But Abraham could have held on to those things that gave him security. He could have held on to those things that gave him a sense of control, those things that made him feel powerful. But God was saying to him, lay him down. To trust this God he barely knew. And Abraham did. Abraham is known as a man of faith because he let go of the things that gave him security, comfort, and, and peace. And he did what God asked him to do and he moved forward. Abraham had to make the choice to let go of things that gave him that security. See, Abraham could give up those things. He laid them down and trusted this God he really didn't know. And Abraham is a man of faith. And it starts when we get serious about going on that road trip. It's basically, when we talk about leaving, it's basically surrendering our lives to him. And maybe you are in a, a land of Ur and, and don't realize that there is a God that you can go on a road trip with. You may be trying to figure out success on your own. You may be trying to figure out relationships on your own. You may be, have tried everything under the sun looking for a meaning for life. And God may be saying to you, lay it all down. God may be saying to you, I have so much for you. Will you follow me? Or maybe you are a Christian and you started out strong at that intersection of life a long time ago but somewhere along the way you got comfortable and you got complacent in your faith and living for yourself don't settle in your complacency when God has so much life for you ahead we need to lay it down and leave it or maybe you need to pray God what are you asking me to lay down what are you asking me to leave God and it may be you just are caught up in the busyness of life. Maybe the Lord is asking you to lay down because you're living that shallow life right now. Maybe you need to give up and go deeper. What is God calling you to give up so that you will have him as your source of strength and comfort? See, God has so much more 
Second word we see is go. Abraham said, go into the land I will show you. I imagine Abraham had a lot of questions when God said go. I imagine he was saying, what land? Uh, Will it be safe? Will I survive? What's going to happen there? You see, God didn't give Abraham any details. He just said, go to the land I will show you. Basically, Abraham, you take one step at a time. Abraham didn't have any facts. He didn't have any details. All Abraham had was the promise of this God he had not met until a few moments before that. He had the promise from that God that no matter what, God would care for him, God would lead him, God would work for him, God would transform him into the man that God intended him to be. Also, God said to Abraham, it isn't all about you. See, God wanted Abraham to go forward because God had people he wanted Abraham to impact. God had people that he wanted Abraham to impact. It wasn't just about Abraham. See, in Iraq, I believe I was sent there to, by God to impact people. And you see, God calls us to go and to impact people wherever we are. But all Abraham had was a promise. Would Abraham choose to believe the promise God had given him? Or would Abraham stay back in the life that he had control over? See, Abraham is known as the father of our faith, considered righteous, not because of what he did, but because of his faith. In Romans chapter 4, verses 20 through 21, yet he, Abraham, did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have the same promises that Abraham had from God. So many of them. That's why Galatians 3.29 tells us, if you belong to God, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promises. You have the same promises available to you that God gave to Abraham. That God would care for Abraham. That God would never leave or forsake Abraham. That God would transform him into the man who would change the world. And those promises are there for you and me also. And we're going to have to choose to believe those promises. See, God calls us to go forward believing his promises. Is it risky? Yes. It was risky for Abraham to leave Ur and just go out to a great unknown one step at a time as God had commanded him to. You know, Corey Tim Boom was a concentration camp survivor. She watched her whole family and many of her friends die in the Nazi concentration camp. If anybody should have been hopeless, it should have been her. But Corey Timboon said this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. 
Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Isn't that the problem? So many of us want the details about the road trip that we feel God is asking us to take. We don't know how God's going to lead us forward, but we want to know. But like Corey Timboon said, an unknown future to a known God. See, but God calls us to let go of those things that hold on to us that are so shallow. To go forward one step at a time, letting God show us each and every step. The third thing that Abraham is told to do is to be. You be a blessing to others. God promised to bless Abraham with grace, to show him what real life is like. And then he told Abraham, you be a blessing to others. Abraham did that. He was a blessing. Now he wasn't perfect. We can read through the book of Genesis and see that he failed, he sinned, he didn't always fall God, follow God. But each time Abraham failed, he chose to get up again, believe in God, and continue on one step at a time. Yes, it may seem like in our journey, on our road trip, we take two steps forward and one step back, but God's saying, follow me and trust me. And Abraham also blessed the people around him. If you look at the uh, genealogy back in the Old Testament, you understand that Jesus Christ was a descendant of Abraham. So all men eventually were blessed by Abraham because Jesus came into the world to save the world and reconnect that relationship. Jesus taught us how to live and how to bring his kingdom into the world. Jesus taught us how to live in grace and how to bring reconciliation and how to bring love into this world. And Jesus calls every one of us to go on this road trip with him, to, to go forward. And when we do, when we follow Jesus on this road trip, our vision expands and we see God more and more working in our lives. On this road trip, you can discover who God created you to be. On this road trip, we, we do it together as people of God, bringing his love into the world. See, today could be the day you start that road trip. And it's a road trip that doesn't just go for a week or a month or a year. For the Christian, it goes for all eternity. That road trip that we take with Jesus Christ, that we take with God, it never ends. It's the road trip of life. So the question is, will you come on this road trip? Does God call you out of Ur to take that step to move into that promised land? Join us on this road trip for the next few months. Hear God say, leave, 
Go and be. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather here today, we thank you that you're a God that uses us. You don't leave us there in Ur, but you call us into your promised land. Let us be people that, like Abraham, are able to hear your call and then to, by faith, take those steps you want us to take. But also to be people that are being an influence to those around us, to help make people's lives changed and different as we come into their world and touch them. And we just give you the praise and thanks. It's in your name we pray. Amen.